Welcome to the Wally Show Aftercast, all the stuff we did not get to during the course of the show today. Uh, yesterday was uh, Martin Luther King Day, uh, Junior Day, and um, you know a lot of people had it off, we had it off, and it was interesting because I, I kind of just sat there and I was driving around, I was thinking about you know the current problems we still have with racism today and, and how bad it was back in the day. When I hear stories from my mom, uh, and I'm like, wow, I'm shocked. I mean, she grew up in the era where they had, you know, whites only uh, drinking fountains, and she never understood that, you mm-hmm. know? And like, it was such a different time. And you think, well, we've gotten better than that, but we still haven't gotten great, you know, no. at race. But as I as I thought about this, there was, you know, you hear people say, I don't see color. I don't see color. And then I thought about this and I'm like, I think that's not the right way to handle racism. Oh, no. I think seeing color and celebrating color, everybody's, is a good thing because it's part of what makes us different. All of mm-hmm. our experiences are different, some of them based on our color, some of them based on where we grew up. But I think... Pretending that it doesn't exist does a disservice to ending racism or at least fixing it. We're not going to ever solve it. It's never going away. In a broken world, it will never go away. But to minimize it is vital. But I think the message behind it comes from a good heart. Like, I mean, saying like everyone is you just see people as human beings, right. mm-hmm. not as part of some group over here and group I, over there. I just think you can't swing too far in like either, obviously the negative direction, but in that direction, I think like what you're saying, well, I think a lot of it, a lot of times it feels like it comes from, that feels like a thing that is said by like white people. Exactly. Usually. And I exactly. think that that sometimes can come from the fact that it's a an effort to say, I'm not a racist. Right. And it's an effort to also probably explain uh, almost like a lack of culture because white culture isn't something that's taught. There's a lot more like culture in like African American, sure. Mexican, all this. Like white culture is. I don't even a, know what white culture is. Well, you'd have to you'd have to <laughs> tie it to like you know Irish culture, right. Swedish culture, but then there is because no we such all thing. came from somewhere else. Yeah, but there is no such thing as white culture. Right, and if there is, then it's not a positive connotation. Well, that's that's part of the problem. As a white middle aged man. That group of people has become vilified or synonymous with hate, you know, and with the culture of racism. And so, like, for me, in not seeing color or in seeing color, you know, like I I do go out of my way. And I know some people could say, well, you're just trying to, you know, I don't know, not not culturally adopt, but like people might not like saying that I go out of my way. If I have an interaction with someone of color, I try to make that interaction as good as possible because I want to be a good representation of white middle-aged men. I don't want to be Mm -hmm. seen as hateful and I want to be kind and I want someone that is from a different race to go, oh, that breaks a stereotype I had of these people because the reality is racism goes both ways. Stereotypes Mm -hmm. go both ways. And so for me, whether it's like somebody else that has of a different race it's kind of like being uh, a believer you know like anytime i'm around people that are not believers and i know that i want them to have a good experience with me because i want to break the stereotype of what they view christianity mm-hmm. like and what they see christians as and so for me being aware of color helps me then be aware of my interaction and going that extra step like and like and not to be fake and like oh I'm extra friendly but just to make sure that I am being a good representation genuinely of 
who I am as a person and who mm-hmm. I am in my faith inside of these interactions. But going back to like what you were saying, Betty, is that like you the 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 sentence usually I think is obviously like in a positive way is that like yes you want to paint like a good you have that conversation to reflect well but in essence you don't want it to seem like you're trying to like treat any conversation like it is like a vastly different conversation like everything is supposed to be this like equal level right. of like you're a person to right. me, not something well, specific you landed on it earlier I think when you said you know we say things to prove we're not a racist that's part of the problem is that because the narrative in the news has shifted and you got white people like 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 having this white guilt or whatever and and they're furthering that the idea that white people are all bad and that's not not true. Like you can't paint the black culture with the brush of they're all bad, and you can't do this. You you can't do the same thing with white people, and it happens both directions. You know, there are black people that view all white people as bad too, and that's that's just as damaging. You know, um, the youngest daughter of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, the Reverend Bernice King, she spoke on MLK Day, and she said, "We love to quote King in and around the holiday, but then we refuse to live King 365." days a year. She also said she's exhausted, exasperated, and quite frankly disappointed to hear her father's words about justice quoted so extensively alongside so little progress. And I I can imagine that, like how that would be frustrating uh, to see that we have come a distance, but then it seems like so many times we'll be taking steps forward and then we take 10 steps back Mm -hmm. with our race relations. And when you are on the receiving end of the inequity, I I can't even imagine anything more frustrating, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I I totally understand that. And what about pressure of her of being a speaker? Mm -hmm. Ooh, because he was so, uh, such a great orator. And like, I would, I I don't know that I would ever want to speak, you know, because I'm like, I don't, how am I going to top this? Well, yeah, for sure. Sure, and I th- I'm sure that's what every kid thinks with them being like if they have a celebrity parent. They're yeah, like, oh, I got to be All just as pressure. good as them. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Lady Rock? The Price of Glee. It is a show that is on the ID Channel. Um, so it's on Discovery Plus. It came out yesterday. I haven't watched it. It's a documentary about the show Glee. Oh, okay. oh no. So I want to watch it. Uh, I'm planning Did on doing that tonight. Did you watch the show no, itself? Okay. I didn't watch the show. It wasn't my kind of thing. No. Uh, they you... ruined so much good music. <laughs> well, they did a song like Don't Stop Believing. Oh, and, I, and I haven't even heard it, but I guarantee you it's horrible. Stay yep. So but here's the thing. They, they introduced a bunch of songs from back in the day to a new generation. Badly. Well, and like that is so bad. And I'm sorry people died on Glee because I apparently. That, okay, that I'm part. sorry. But, but, but some people know that. But like um, they killed music. Like they. I My daughter loved Broadway and she would bring me artists that were Broadway artists that were so great and then doing pop songs. And you're like, this is horrible. Like stay in your lane. Don't ruin music for the rest of us. There's a reason that rock guys were rock guys and didn't go into Broadway because they had soul and that's bad. Okay, but go on with the story, please. But you know that there were generations before you that probably saw the 80s hairband stuff and they're like, that is not music. And they were wrong. And they felt the same way you do about Glee. Maybe. Anyways, so the documentary is about how three cast members died tragically. 
One of them uh, was the main guy. I forget his name. Then there was a girl named Naya and then another guy. But all of them were main characters. And you just don't hear about that, like especially when they're young, right. dying at a very young age. So um, didn't the girl drown? Was that the girl, the girl am I drowned, thinking? Yeah, like yeah she, she went was out a mom. A, yeah, we? so the first guy, the main guy, he dried, died of a drug overdose. Mm. Then the girl, she died um, when she was taking her son out on a boating trip. It was just them two. And they found him in the boat alone. Yeah. And he was like maybe three or four, but right. he said something about his mom not coming back. Um, and then the other guy, that was actually... Um, Suicide. Oh, gee. Yeah. So the documentary is talking about is there like a a curse? Yeah, like a curse on the show. Oh. Um, so a couple of things that I found out about this documentary, which like I said, I haven't watched yet. But Naya, the woman who died, who they found her son later on the boat, he admits that uh, her and Leah, another girl that was a main girl on the show, that was singing that song that we just heard, <sighs> that they were always fighting. Like they had respect for one another in their work, but they were always fighting with each other. Mm. Um, also, a producer's assistant says that Leah, she's the one that we heard singing the song, um, that Badly. she... <laughs> that she is a narcissist. Uh, uh. He said if there was ever a threat to her character or her attention, that caused conflict. Oh, really? Which he's not the first to say anything about this girl, Leah, which now I think she's in Broadway doing things on oh, Broadway. Is she? Oh, okay. Oh, but badly. she's not the first to. Or he's not the first to say that she was a bully on stage. Remember, there were other cast members that were that. like, she bullied us. She mm -hmm. made us feel horrible. Like, she must be hard to work with. Yeah, that's a weird dynamic, I think, like on the set where you have like an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like professional sports teams, too. You have that one great guy that everyone's like, oh, he's really great, but he might be so difficult in the locker room. But... He's great at what he does, so you kind of put up with it. Mm. And the same thing in these things. Like, they have to interact. They have to get along. And then after that, yeah. they're, just, they're just people. It's just business, you know, at right. that point. But I, I would think that would be really hard mm. if you to be into a scene, like, with someone that you just don't like. Oh, that would be really difficult. That's good acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better than I could do. But anyways, I'm planning on watching that tonight. I definitely want to see it. Oh, tonight? Uh, yeah. Boy, I'm trying trying to think if there's anything good recently that I've like picked up on Netflix or anything. I'm like I'm in a I'm in a dry spell. You should you could watch uh, Kaleidoscope. Oh yeah, I heard I've, about this. I've recommended that one time. It's not it's not yeah. bad. You have to watch it. I actually cuz it's not bad. Well, it's, a, it's it's a good show, it's but it's an interesting show that you get to watch like in whatever order you so choose as mm -hmm. long as it ends with a certain episode. Yeah. But I actually did find that the episode order we watched it in was better than if I had watched the last couple episodes first. Really? So That's you, a weird concept, though. Let me know. Kind of cool. Never heard about it. I'm watching through Call the Midwife. That's what? on. Is that Netflix as well, though? Because I, I always seen that, and it looks funny. Call the no. Midwife? No, it's serious? Okay, yeah. I'm thinking of something else. Then. Yeah. It's like based, it starts based in the 40s or 50s, but anyways, it's about these women living in like like a poor area of town, uh -huh. and then the midwives come and help deliver their babies oh. and all the stories behind Is it British? Mm-hmm. BBC. Uh, oh, you you're, getting, you're getting upper crust. Yes. Are you, dr are you drinking out. your uh, tea with your pinky out? No. 
No? All right. Well, there you Good. go. Just now, in solo cup. We had put a post uh, on the uh, on Instagram, and uh, Betty Rock did a uh, text about it and stuff like that. Like, I impaled myself in the nose riding a motorcycle, which was so silly. Uh, and, like, one in a million odds that that's going to happen. Uh, Gavin, on a whim, went to a football playoff game, drove four hours yep. to that. Very impressive. Like, I, I respect spontaneity because I'm not always the most spontaneous because um, I I have a wife who does not like spontaneity. Oh, she likes the plan? <laughs> she loves a good plan and a list. Loves a plan and a list. Um, and so, like, it's hard to be spontaneous with her. Um, but so those were our weekends. But we had heard nothing about Betty Ross. Yes, all three days. How was your weekend? Did you do anything good? Uh, I went to that concert that was the band. The karaoke for the, what, 80s music? It wasn't karaoke, though, right? It was an no. 80s cover band. Yeah, cover, cover band. band. She was texting me video at 9.30 at night. I'm like, look at you, girl, Go out at 9.30? Because they were singing songs that I've heard Wally try to sing. Yeah, was so great. Um, and they were really good. Yeah. They were really good. That's awesome. Um, but I was definitely ready to go at the end. Uh Saturday, what did I do on? Oh, that was what I did on Saturday. I did nothing on Friday. That was fantastic. Saturday, I did the eating out and going to that concert. Sunday, I had to do children's church. It was fine. I'm telling you, there's a big difference between boys and girls. Like, oh, for girls sure. want to sit there and listen to the lesson mm-hmm. and they'll, they're in it. Oh, but yeah. boys are just like hitting each other and you're constantly having to be like, listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. We, um, we, we were at church the other day on Sunday and there's a lady that gets out of a car and had like four boys and my my wife just went, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because my wife had one quiet daughter, you know, yeah. and, and like having, having, being a boy mom, like boy moms just carry themselves differently than girl moms. Like, you know, they have to be rougher. They are. And they, and they, and they're all right, Jimmy in line now, you know, like they don't take any garbage. Uh, yesterday I went and met up with a couple of friends of mine for uh. lunch. And then I went to my holistic doctor. <gasps> That's she, right. The priestess. What? What's her name? No. Priestess. Her name's Mira. Dr. Dr. Carly. Yeah, not even her last name. You don't even call her Dr. Bradford. It's anyway. Dr. Carly. Do you know her last name? <laughs> it's on her website. Okay. <laughs> Dr. I don't know. Carly. That's just what I call her. Yeah. Well, did it work? Yeah, she popped my neck and I'm feeling a lot better. That, that's no more all, drainage. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously. We are going to do an experiment from Dr. Carly and her uh, <laughs> holistic weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I... Like we we shot a video of like insoles. They put you in insoles. Like if you go and you are testing out insoles, they have you not wear them, and then they push on your hands and they try to knock you over. Like, look, now put these insoles in. We can't knock you over. And so we tested that, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't work. Uh, it's a it's a parlor <laughs> trick. So Betty Rock has a parlor trick that maybe we'll test tomorrow. Um, that Dr. Carly does uh, to show you something about your diet with a jar of like salt and sugar, and I cannot wait because I. I like disproving and debunking things that are, I feel are fraudulent. Uh, and so I'm real curious if this works. Um, I was curious because I thought you were supposed to this weekend. Did you hand out uh, Christmas presents this yes. weekend as well? Remember? I did to those two friends of mine that I met for lunch. Yeah. Did yes. they appreciate it, it? They did. And they gave me some Christmas presents <gasps> oh, too. They oh, they did so the See, it's important that you keep those around, not yeah, just so keep you, them for yourself. So you get something. But you yeah. could have gotten extra. Did you get no. better stuff than you gave? Wait, say that again. Did okay, I? so I had told you keep the stuff you bought, mm-hmm. you know, because like it's too late, it's past mm-hmm. it now. So you give them their stuff, and they gave you stuff. The stuff that you got was it better if, than what you gave them if you had kept it? 
Right now, it, she's thinking if they listen to the show or not. No, I'm thinking, wait, what did they give Is, me? And then compare the prices. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. I'm, I'm like hurting my brain. No, I think yeah. we spent about the same, yeah. each of us. No, because even one friend of mine got me a really nice candle. She knows what I like. I know. And then another friend of mine got me a whole batch of like Elvis stickers and stuff. Oh, cool. So they know what I like. Okay. I thought it was really good. It was nice. very sweet of them. Nice. It yeah. sounds like a third grade gift swap. I got you stickers. Like I got you a candle. <laughs> but again, that's what I like about Betty. Love like that she, stuff. she is uh, like totally easy to shop for because she likes simple things and that that's a good thing. Do you guys, did you guys ever do a gift swap at school? Like, did they do that? Like, Gavin, mm-hmm. you're younger. Like, I don't remember that. Not in school. Okay. No. When I was in school at Christmas, we had to draw names and we each had to buy a gift for the oh. other kid. And so I, I distinctly remember this in third grade. I remember getting a, uh, a bubble bee. Um, it was a thing you filled. Did you say bubble? Bubble or? bee. Okay. It looked like a bee. You filled it with bubbles and you'd spin it around and bubbles would come out. Okay. Wee. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ricky Federley. Uh, and so like, I remember in third grade though, crying because that was the gift I got. And it was kind of like in my head as a third grade, it was like a, a lame kids, like girls <laughs> so gift. you weren't grateful. No, not at all. No. Are you kidding me? No. And I remember crying to Miss Diamond, my teacher. Uh, Only kid crying in the background because yes, exactly. he was sad that he didn't get the present that he wanted. Exactly. Wow. I still remember that it's to this tough, day. man. And she had to console me and uh, and I I'm don't remember you, what she said. Stop being a spoiled brat. Yeah, she's like, stop being such a little girl. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> tough love. Go take your bubble wand over there. Uh, no, but I remember she did Be make grateful. me feel better. Aww. But you guys never had gift exchanges. Mm, I no. don't remember that. Do you do Valentine's? Like Christmas parties. We did Valentine's. Okay. Did you have the box where you'd put Valentines yep. in each mm-hmm. other's boxes? Like now you have to do them for the whole class. Back when I was a kid, you didn't have to do that. You, you could pick just, and choose your favorites. Absolutely. Now it's like everyone gets a Valentine. But it would have maybe not scarred me. Uh, like, hey, how's your box doing? You got that one kid that the box is overflowing. See, that's and then you popular, I understand you complain about it, yeah. but then you complain about the other way too. But You're I'd like, rather have it the other way. It makes you stronger. It builds character. Are you stronger? Do you have more character? Absolutely. Because even at 54, you still remember I it. I still You're remember still it. still sad about it. And I learned a lesson from it. Don't <laughs> worry about other people and what they're going to do to you. You rise above that and you become successful despite them. <laughs> Nailed it. Because the uh, adverse of that is that everyone gets handed right. something. And it doesn't mean anything. Then you're not special. Right. It doesn't mean anything. But the one that you, you got one in there, uh, you're like, oh, that was a good one. Like, they really like me. So there you go. All right. Well, I guess with that little trip down memory lane, uh, we're going to end our aftercast today if there's not birthdays. There is one. Oh, we haven't had birthdays. Oh, we, we need to. We need to. Yes. yes. Okay. No. Steffi, uh, she Steffi. wants to wish her beautiful sister Emily a happy birthday. Said she is the biggest fan of The Office, Friends, The Wally Show, and all things Disney. Oh, wow. um, question is, if you could only watch one show for the rest of your life, what show would it be? That have to be The Office. That's tough. Like I've watched it through so many times, and I still find it really funny. It is wonderful. And I hear little things and I'm like, oh, oh couldn't do that today, <laughs> you know, that I that I like. Or Parks and Rec, but I think The Office. Yeah, there's something about The Office like, that's better. I love the par- I love Parks and Rec, but mm-hmm. I did like The Office better. For sure. I think I would choose The Andy Griffith Show. Oh, it's so wholesome. I just love it. It feels good. And I can quote it. Gavin, don't say Glee. I shan't. No, no. Don't <laughs> say Lord of the Rings. No, that wasn't. That's only been one season so far. It's not enough. Um, I would go with Friends. I think that's oh, that's, that's my show for, for in terms of like every episode's got something something funny to watch and. I just like seeing friends be friends. I remember seeing an episode of Friends. Like I had, was watching it like later, and I hadn't seen this episode. And I couldn't remember like when it was, and it was 
a show. It was an episode that, from a writing standpoint, I'm like, okay, this is probably about midway through the run because the characters were so well defined and they, 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 you know, the backstory and things like that of them. You instantly got it, and so I thought, okay, this is probably about midway through, and it turns out it was the pilot. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like they had done such a good job setting up who the characters were, what they were like, and had them dialed in so early. A lot of shows take a couple years to dial it in. The Office was a show. The Office first year is dialing it in, and like you, like you, my, Michael Scott trying to, uh, what's his name, Carell trying to get the character the right to where tone. it's so great. But it took him a year or two. You I think know, the same was the case for like Parks and Rec. It felt yes. like the first couple seasons of Parks and Rec was interesting. I think it's also about finding your like true set of like actors and that's where like friends comes into play is that their core six is it i think was like a hit right away whereas like parks and rec it took a second for us to get to like uh ben and chris who were great characters for andy to become you know yeah true such a weird character but good so all right well there you go those are our choices that's a great question as always if you have a birthday make sure you ask a question because we like talking about that stuff as well and that's going to do it for your aftercast today and thanks for being a potty